So just personally for me, I've been waiting to see the Owl House for, for quite some time, but obviously you've been hard at work on it for a lot longer. So when did the idea for Owl House uh, first come up? I think it was, uh, you know, near the end of 2016. I was uh, 25 when I first came up with, like, the characters and the, the baseline idea before I pitched it anywhere. Um, so, yeah, I've been hard at work for the past four years. <laughs> and then how did you two uh, end up collaborating together and sort of developing the initial idea out into to what it has become now, which is already, you know, two seasons worth of, uh, of an animated series? Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, well, during the pilot phase where I was developing the idea at Disney before they greenlit the show, you know, I was looking for an art director and I was working with a couple artists, but I, I really wanted to work with someone who I vibed with, someone whose style I, I, I knew that, um, like, could, could execute the kind of weird junk I wanted to do. And that's when I, you know, me and Ricky has been friends for a while, and I, I've always been a fan of his work. And um, he, he did like a freelance assignment for me, and I was like, "This is it." Did I, did I get that right, Ricky? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, also when when you first approached me with the Owl House too, uh, I was like, you know, doing a lot of development stuff at the time. But this is the first time that you were like, "Oh, hey, there's this thing that you know it's getting optioned at Disney, and do you want to read the Bible?" And the first thing I was like, "Whoa, dude, this." The it's the demon realm <laughs> on Disney. I, I want to try and design that. That sounds fun as heck. <laughs> yeah, uh, no yeah. Intended fun as heck. Yeah. <laughs> how much of the design of your characters and the world itself, which I want to get a little more into in a minute, how much did mm. the original design change from your early concepts to what we see on screen now? Well, uh, my original drawings, you know, I have a, I have more of a realistic, detailed style of drawing personally. So I think a lot of the challenge with the characters was just getting it simplified to a place where it can be easily animated, uh, by my team of artists. Um, luckily I had help from artists like Alex Kerwan and Marina Gardner, two very, um, Robert Ryan Corey, just, just a score of extremely talented artists. Um, uh, Ida hasn't changed that much. She's always had a crazy, uh, wild hair and, and a red dress. Um, King, uh, started off, he, he's, he's like a cute little, uh, teddy bear right now, a cute little dog, basically, but he used to have like a man's body. <laughs> he used to be like an adult man with a, like a, a deer skull for a head. And I was like, all right, this, this is not going to work. Um, <laughs> Luce, uh, Luce used to have longer hair, but the more I developed her personality and her character, the more I was like, this is the kind of girl who's going to try to cut her own hair in the bathroom mirror, and she's going to mess it up. So that's how I came up with her little pixie cut. Um, as far as the world goes, uh, that was really, I always had my ideas like, oh, it's like Hieronymus Bosch for kids. Uh, and I basically just pitched that idea to Ricky and he ran with it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the world is just um, kind of taking this horror world and trying to make it a little bit more relatable, try and, you know, show the dualities between the demon realm and the, the human realm. And uh, with a little twist of, you know, demons and eyeballs and bones and whatnot. <laughs> I love that, and I want to I want to get back to that world uh, a little bit more. But first, uh, one of the characters that really stood out to me from the get go was Warden Wrath. 
Uh, some interesting uh, elements of the design. You've got a little Plague Doctor inspiration. You've got some Lovecraft kind of thrown in. So you were both talking about this sort of realm of demons. How do you find the right balance between making something cute versus just kind of spooky versus, you know, something downright intimidating or scary? How was that process? <laughs> Well, you know, we don't we don't want to pull our punches on this show. So when we get scary and, and when we get, um, you know, as you say, intimidating, we really like to just have fun with that. Like I, when I was a kid, I loved being a little scared. Um, but I think the balance we strike with, you know, keeping those scary moments surrounded by moments of uh, heart, by moments of um, comedy, I think it helps balance out the scary so that it's like, oh, this is really intense, but it's still okay for like a 10 year old to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Warden Rath himself, uh, I remember having a hard time designing him. I, I, I had an idea of what he would look like, but I couldn't quite execute it myself. He was eventually fully designed by Matthew Cousin, one of our designers, I believe. Um, just an incredible artist. And he, he's the one who kind of solidified the whole Plague Doctor-esque vibe. Yeah, and so like touch a little bit upon that a little more. You know, if if every character we did in this demon realm was like ultra scary, it would uh, make our main uh, boss or our main uh, villain of the episode uh, a little less scary. So, and also the perception of just you know all demons are flesh eating scary monsters, and we definitely didn't want to share that outlook on the demons in our realm. Yeah, they're all just like average shows. You know, <laughs> they're just because you have. 18 eyeballs and three sets of teeth doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I would much rather hang out with a dude that eats his own eyeballs versus running into any of those skin eating fairies uh, out there in the world. (laughs) 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 Did you guys have any particularly challenging characters uh, with the designs you came up with? I know you said Warden Wrath was a little uh, tricky. Anybody else that posed a difficulty? This is going to sound so dumb, but Luce's outfit literally took me eight months to come up with. Like, I worked with so many designers, like, like either, either she looked too young or the outfit was, like, off-show style and it didn't feel like something a person would actually wear. Like, it, it felt too much like a costume rather than, like, something you would go to school in. Um, <laughs> that was so challenging. Uh, other than that, um, difficult characters. I, I do remember in our very first pass of the pilot, we had that spider unicorn that just had too many legs. Yeah. <laughs> the, the animators were like, never, never have us animate a spider ever again. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Unless it happens to be coming out of a griffin's uh, mouth as, as spider obviously. Yeah, all those spiders. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking about kind of the wider world of the Boiling Isles, which is a fantastic name, and we get some great kind of introductions both in this first episode and in the trailer, but we really get, only get like a glimpse of it. So what can you maybe tease about this this magical land, how big it is, what, you know, what you're excited for viewers to see in this first and second season? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for people to get introduced to the world. Uh, in a couple trailers, you see that the island, the, the isles themselves, which is, you know, I always consider it roughly the size of Vermont, uh, for my, for my own reference. Um, it's the body of a giant titan, like this giant monster that used to walk this world, um, laid down to rest and all this stuff grew on him. And I think show it like that visual is so cool to me. <laughs> like, um, uh, 
I'm excited for people to get to know the rules of the world, to get to know the history of this world, the, the drama. Um, I, I'm excited for them to get to know the uh, rules of magic and how, like, maybe Luce has a hard time learning it and how she has to find workarounds because she's not a witch, she's a human. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to show all the different characters we have planned for every episode. And then, Ricky, how, how was that for you to get to kind of design, you know, make a cohesive world based on that kind of idea and get to kind of play in that in that realm? Oh, it's just great. I mean, you know, the fact that it's a Titan itself, you think about what kind of, what kind of fully, what kind of, what kind of life or lack of life that exists on this island. So, you know, a lot of our trees uh, stem from that thought of, you know, these, this is like the blood of the Titan that's like, you know, initially was dead and rotting and we had like maroon trees, but, you know, to make this world feel strange yet welcoming or familiar, uh, we decided to, you know, brighten up those blood trees to something a little bit warmer, <laughs> something more fall-like. <laughs> uh, but also the world, too. It was really fun to just think about, you know, what what these common places would be, like a playground. What would a demon playground be like? And what kind of people play on it? What do they enjoy? Uh, just developing a lot of concepts and worlds in that area is just so much fun and a lot of, a lot of places to play. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that's fun. And I'm looking forward to the eventual lore book that comes out that explores and explains <laughs> all of that as well. Um, so this first episode is titled A Lying Witch and a Warden. So can we expect yep. more sort of tongue-in-cheek famous puns from other fantasy stories in the future that give us kind of a peek <laughs> to the inspiration? Or was this just a one-off? Um, uh, let's see. I'm looking at my other titles now. <laughs> you know, the, we do we do uh, try to have fun with our titles and, and you know, play with them a little bit. Uh, a Lying Witch and a Warden was very much the idea of our season one story editor, Rachel Vine. Um, she immediately came up with the idea, like, oh, I know what to call the first episode. I'm like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, our show isn't totally about parroting other fantasy elements. We're very much trying to be our own thing. But, uh, yeah, we, we poke fun at a couple tropes sometimes. Yeah, and a big part of that story isn't just sort of the, the fun of, you know, being able to play with magic and exploring this, this demon realm and this otherworldly kind of uh, experience, but there's also a strong message in support of being yourself, embracing what makes you unique, even if other people think that maybe that's weird. So why is that message important to you as the creator of the show? I think it's something a lot of people can uh, relate to. You know, when I was a kid, I, I didn't know how to communicate with other people. Uh, people thought, like, I was um, uh, kind of a freak because one of my favorite things to do was find roadkill and learn how to draw by drawing that kind of stuff. Huh. And people would be like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm just trying to learn how to draw. Um and that's kind of uh, where some of Luce's personality comes from, uh, some of her background. But, you know, I, it, I think it's just a very important message for kids to learn to, it's okay to express yourself. Like, like you, you should be able to express yourself in any kind of creative production, productive fashion you want to. Um, it's not the only theme we deal with in the show. Like, it's, it's how we introduce the characters, but we do deal with a lot of other kind of emotions and, and, and situations uh, with the characters. And we always try to make those grounded and realistic. The magical world and the magic that the characters use are always a framing device for the grounded emotional stories we're trying to tell. 
Yeah, and it's worked really well so far. Love that first episode. But you guys also have additional ways to kind of reach fans and audiences out there, too. Can you talk a little bit about getting to create both an adventure game and then also designing? I know you've got a unique uh, kind of line of T-shirts specifically designed for the show as well. Can you talk about getting to kind of play in different mediums for this story? Sure. I mean, uh, the video game that's come... I don't know if it's not... I think this is going to be on the Disney website. Yeah. Uh, the game that's coming out was is being developed by the... Um, uh, game team at Disney, they basically write the scripts, they come up with the kind of gameplay, and we we basically just give notes on how to keep everything within show style. They've been doing a great job. I just played a beta version of one of their levels, and it's super fun. I can't wait for it to come out. Uh, Ricky designed the t-shirt, uh, and I love it, <laughs> and I bought one for everyone in my family. Uh, if, if you want to talk about, like, where you were going with that, Ricky? No, we just wanted a T-shirt that we wanted to wear. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wanted something that symbolized the show and also something that we'd be proud to wear. Uh, you know, we don't want to... Uh, as as cool as it would be to have loose on our T-shirt, we just very much wanted something a little more, I guess, low key, and some like a like a nod to all our fellow nerds out there. Just like, hey, I know that shirt. <laughs> yeah. Nice, and you can always make more to come, and I'm sure the fans will be more than happy to to buy them up as as you release them. Um, yeah, hey, hey, Disney merchandising, let us make more stuff. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening in on the call. So weird. Um, <laughs> before I run out of time with you guys, what can you? Uh, so this first episode, we get like you mentioned a great introduction to these characters. We we see this kind of new friendship unit forming. We we get a an idea of the kind of rules of the world and everybody's kind of stakes and 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 where they fall in line, but. What can you tease about the adventures of this new trio that we're going to get to see in this season? Well, yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very excited for people to see Luce's journey because to become a witch when you have no magical powers is like it, it's just, it's just such kind of like a handicap for her, and she has to find a lot of workarounds to achieve these goals. She's not giving up. She's like, I'm going to find a way to do this, uh, no matter what. Because it's it's my passion and and these are my people and I, I want to do this. Um, uh, you know that they're like a little family of outcasts and I'm really looking forward to people seeing how their relationships uh, develop, how they clash, how they make up, how they learn to how they learn from each other. Definitely. And and my last question for you guys today. Uh, first of all, congrats on the order of season two. I'm sure that takes some of the pressure off, uh, knowing that you have more <laughs> more episodes to explore in, but. Other than working on that and getting ready for that, what's up next for the both of you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I can't even think about what's next because I'm just so busy with this show. Um, you know, there are some other ideas that I want to eventually uh, pitch, some other show ideas, some comic ideas that I, I want to explore. But right now, my main focus is Owl House stuff. Yeah, it's, I'd say the same for me, too. Um, it's uh, awesome getting to work in this career and industry, and uh, a lot of my creative outlet is this show. So very much I am a different person outside of here in terms of I just want to be a couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> but here I really get to explore everything that I want to do in my head, and it's been real nice. Very cool. Well, it's also been real nice talking to the both of you. Looking forward to the premiere of The Owl House and looking forward to everybody else out there getting to see it as well. And I can't wait to see their reaction. So best of luck with the release and best of luck going forward. Thanks again. Thank you very much. It was lovely talking to you. Thanks.